You are free. Really, you are. You are free indeed. And I know, I know it doesn't feel like it, does it? It doesn't feel like it when you are just uh, continue to sin. When you hear Jesus' words in our gospel lesson that the one who sins is a slave to sin. And you think about those sins you struggle with, like anger, or jealousy, or bitterness, or, or lust. And you think, I'm trapped. And I can't get out of this sin. But you are free. You really are. And I know it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like you're free when Satan is constantly hot on your heels. When you know all too well the truth of that verse where Peter says that he is like a roaring lion prowling around looking for someone to devour and you feel like you are always on the menu. You know that his name, devil, means liar, but those lies sound so good. No one's going to get hurt. No one will ever find out. Did God really say? Right? And you feel cornered when you're bombarded with these temptations and these lies and you feel trapped. But you are free. You really are. And I know you don't feel very free because you're weighed down with guilt and with shame, and, and, and with regrets. Right, right? If people knew the things that you have done in private, you'd have to move and change your name. Right? Things that you won't forgive yourself for, and you figure God will, could never forgive me for those things either. Or maybe there's somebody in your life that won't let you forget because they keep on bringing up that sin you committed against them. Right? And you were just weighed down in these shackles of guilt and shame and regret and you feel anything but free, but you are. You are free indeed. But I know. I know all too well. It doesn't feel like it, does it? When you look at religion and your life with God is something you have to earn, that you have to keep these commandments in order for God to love you and for God to accept you and for God to, to let you into heaven someday. And that's just this burden that's been placed on you because your religion just becomes something you have to do, this checklist. And it brings you nothing but misery because you realize the harder you try, the more you fail. And you feel trapped. But you are free. You really are. And I know it doesn't feel like it, right? When you feel like you have to pretend like you have it all together. You know what I mean? Like you've got to show the world how strong you are and what a good, faithful Christian you are. Right? You've, you've got to show everybody around you and you've got to try and convince yourself that, that, that I got it together and I know what I'm doing. Right? You, you can't just fall apart. But inside, you're carrying around these burdens, right? Maybe it's an addiction you're struggling with or, 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 or this struggle you're going through and you just feel like you can't talk to anybody about it because everyone's going to judge you and think, is that person even a Christian? 
and you feel trapped. But you are free. You really are. And I know. I know you don't feel very free as you go about your week and you go through the rat race that is this life, right? And it's just one thing after another of things that you have to do, right? Going to a job that you really don't like, but you have to go anyways because you need some money, right? Or, or running the kids here and there and everywhere and wondering, why are we doing this? Why are we so busy, right? Or maybe it's every day waking up with chronic health issues or, or financial worries, Right? And every day, the joy is just sapped out of life, and you just feel trapped. But you're free. You really are. And I know it doesn't feel like it. When you know that unless Jesus comes back first, the mortality rate for humanity is 100%. That death is inescapable. And for some of us, we feel it every day. We know it's coming, and it could be soon. And for those who are younger, right, you maybe don't think about it a whole lot, but, but then a tragedy strikes. Someone your age or someone younger, right? Cancer or an accident, and it, and it takes a young life, and you're, you're forced to face it and realize that there's nothing you can do to prevent it. Right? There is no diet or exercise regimen. Right? There is no fountain of youth. There is no living life in a bubble to avoid it. It's going to happen. But you are free. You are free even from the fear of death. You really are. You are free from sin. You are free from the power of Satan. You are free from your guilt, shame, and regret. You are free from having to earn God's love. You are free from having to put on airs and pretend to be something you are not. You are free from the joylessness of life. You are free even from death, the fear of death. And maybe you don't believe me, and that's okay. But believe Jesus. Listen to what he says to us in our gospel lesson from John chapter 8 this morning. He says, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He says, yeah, Those who sin, they're slaves to sin. A slave doesn't have a permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Do you know what this means, friends? Do you know what these words of Jesus mean for us? It means that, yes, Jesus is admitting by nature, if you sin, you are a slave to sin, right? And it has complete control over you. It is your master, and there's nothing you can do to escape its power. You are controlled by it. You are ruled by it. And because sin by nature is your master, you are a slave to it, you're also then a slave to death. Because the soul who sins is the soul that will die, right? And in that state of slavery to sin and to death, what is our natural human instinct? I've got to do something about it. I have to free myself. I have to do something 
to make myself right with God and earn his favor, earn his love, earn his acceptance, and maybe God will throw me a little bit of grace and mercy and, and I'll be okay. So you become a slave to performance. You become a slave to trying to earn God's love and forgiveness and earn your merit in standing before him. God says, Jesus says, by nature, you are a slave to these things. And in that slavery, all we long for is freedom from them. Martin Luther longed for freedom too. He was enslaved. He was enslaved by a, a guilty conscience because, because in his mind, what he had been taught and what he believed was that righteousness was something you had to earn. That you had to do certain things in order for God to love you and for you to go to heaven. And that if you tried harder, you could maybe attain it. And he tried. And it drove him crazy. He entered the monastery. And, and part of that was because he thought, well, if I can escape the sinful world, maybe I can come closer to God. I be, can attain that righteousness that, that God demands of me. But even there, he quickly realized that his sins followed him. He couldn't escape sin because it was right within him. And, and he would whip himself. He would beat himself unconscious, trying to reform his sinful flesh to be better, to be godly, to be righteous. And it's not until the head of the monastery came to Martin and said, why don't you read the book of Romans? That he was enlightened to what his slavery was and what freedom really was. He read through the book of Romans and, and he came to this verse, Romans 1, verse 17. And this is what that reads. He sa it says, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And when Luther came across that verse, the Spirit enlightened him to see, finally, that righteousness was not something he could earn, not something that he could attain, but it was something that was given. Something that was received only through faith. And that truth of the gospel set him free. It set him free from this idea that he had to earn. That God was just a holy, righteous God that was demanding perfection from him. And instead, a holy, righteous God that gives righteousness. He came to understand these words of Jesus in, in John 8 that we have before us. That we don't take ourselves from being slaves to being sons, to being part of the family. But it's something that the Son does for us, right? The Son sets us free, and then we are free indeed, right? That by nature we are slaves to sin. We are slaves to death. We are slaves to this idea that we have to earn righteousness. But the Son has come to set us free from all of that. And to take us from being slaves to being sons. And what that means in the context of Jesus' time is that when you have sonship, you have all the rights. You have all the blessings. You have the inheritance of the Father. You are part of the family, and you have all the blessings that go along with that. And that is not something you earn or deserve, but it's something that is given. That truth 
is what the gospel is. Set free from slavery. Set free by the Son. Through the work of that Son, Jesus Christ, right? The one who came to earn righteousness for us. To live that perfect life of obedience that we cannot Right, to, to go to that cross and to die an innocent death for our sins and for the sins of the world. On that third day, to rise victorious from that tomb to complete everything necessary so that we could be righteous in God's sight. From slaves to sons through the work of that son. You are free. Through the work of Christ alone, you are free indeed. You really are. What does it mean to be free? I, I think usually we think of freedom as I get to do whatever I want, right? I'm free. I can, I can just go live however I want. But, but that's, that's not really freedom, right? Even here in the United States, in the land of the free, you can't do whatever you want, right? Think of a fish in a fishbowl. That fish may long for freedom from that fishbowl. It may want anything, nothing else but to be outside of that bowl and to see what life is like outside of that. And maybe he can get some help and be free of that bowl, but it's all to his demise, isn't it? That's not what freedom is. It's not getting whatever you want. Freedom is to be able to do what you were meant to do, what you were designed to do. Freedom is the ability to be what you were meant to be, what you were designed to be. And what you were designed to be and what you were designed to do is to be part of God's family and to praise him and to glorify him with your life. That's true freedom. Because that's what you were designed to be and designed to do. To be part of God's family and to praise him and glorify him with your life. That is true freedom. And friends, God wants you to have that freedom. And so he came in the person of Jesus and won it for you. He won that freedom for you so that you could be part of the family. You could be his sons and daughters. And so that your life right now can be something different. It can be free. Free from demands free from have-tos, free from fear, free from worry, freedom to praise God and glorify him with your life. Friends, you have freedom right now through the sun. You have been set free. You really are free. You are free indeed. You are free from sin. The truth of the gospel says that you are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The truth that sets you free in the gospel says that God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for you so that you in Jesus could become the righteousness of God. So that God could declare you righteous in his sight, a member of his family. That all of those sins were nailed to that cross. You are free from sin indeed. You are free. You are free from that power of Satan. The truth of the gospel that sets you free is that Jesus Christ came to destroy the power of the devil. That he came to crush his head. And at that cross, when he cried out, it is finished, that head was crushed. 
that Satan no longer has any power over you, that he can shoot arrows at you, but it's just got rubber tips. Right? And he can, he can roar, and he can be as fierce as he wants as this lion prowling around, but his teeth has been, have been removed, and he cannot devour you. He has been chained up. Satan has no power over you. You are free indeed. You are free. You are free from your guilt and your shame and your regret. We heard it in our first lesson from Jeremiah where God makes this covenant with us, this, this covenant of grace where he says, I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. You catch that? God says he remembers your sins no more. And that means you don't have to remember them anymore either. That guilt and that shame and that regret that you are carrying around as a burden, you're free of it. In just a few minutes, you're going to get to come up here and stand here, and you're going to hear that covenant of grace renewed to you. Jesus' body and blood given for you for the forgiveness of your sins. You are free indeed. You are free. You are free from this thought that you have to earn God's love. That somehow you can attain righteousness or have to try to attain righteousness before him. Like, like Luther, you, 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 these truths of the scriptures are revealed that it's by faith alone that this righteousness comes from God to us as a gift. That we are holy and righteous in God's sight because of Christ, not because of what we do. Christianity is not a to-do list, it's a to-done list. <laughs> all done by Christ. That you will get to go to heaven someday, not because you did all the right things, but because Jesus did it all perfectly for you. You are free from this need and this thought that you have to earn God's love. You are free indeed. You're free from this idea that you have to pretend like you have it all together. And what that means is you're free to be a mess. Right? You don't have to continue to put on these airs and, and pretend like you're this faithful, strong Christian because let me be blunt with you, you're not fooling anybody anyways, okay? You're free to be honest. You're free to be real with your struggles. You're free to, to admit to each other your sins. You're free to carry one another's burdens as a family of faith. You're free to be you and to know that God still loves you anyways and that God's people will love you and embrace you anyways. You are free from this need that you have to try to put on airs and you can just be you and support each other and love each other and care for each other and point each other to that truth of the gospel that sets us free. You are free. You are free from the joylessness of this life. You really are. That even the, the most mundane things that you do in life, the laundry, the yard work, the dishes, the carting the kids around everywhere, going to that job that you really don't like but you have to, you're free from seeing those as just a burden you're free from seeing those just as things you have to do because the truth of the gospel reveals to us that 
that all of these things in our life, everything that we have to do, are opportunities to do good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. <laughs> that you are set free to do what God designed you to do. To serve him and serve others in your daily life. Right? To, to rediscover joy in, in the monotony, <laughs> in the mundane, in the difficult things of this life, that there is still joy there because Christ has set me free to serve, to love to glorify him in what I do and what I say. You are free indeed. And yes, you're free even from the fear of death. Because you know that your place in that family, Jesus says, is forever. That because Jesus' tomb is empty, you have the promise of life after death too. That we can say along with St. Paul, because of that truth of the gospel, that death has been destroyed, that for me to live is Christ, but, but to die, it's gain. <laughs> because death is not something I have to be afraid of. Death is something I can actually look forward to, because that is when real freedom happens. Freedom from suffering in this life. Freedom from this sinful flesh. Freedom to do what I was designed to do. To be with God to live in his presence, to worship him and praise him and glorify him forever. Dear brothers and sisters, you are free. You really are. You are free indeed because of the Son. And that Son, Jesus, wants you to remain free. He wants nothing more than for you to remain in this freedom that he has won for you and gives to you. Four years after Luther posted those 95 theses on that church door in Wittenberg, which kind of was the catalyst for, for everything that would happen after, four years after that, he was standing before the emperor, Charles V, and the leaders of the church were there and told him that he needed to recant everything he had written and everything he had said. Otherwise, he would die. And Luther was, was very nervous about this, very worried about this, very, you know, he's, he's a human being, he, he had fear, but, but he stood in front of the emperor and those leaders who, whose his life was in their hands. And he said that, I cannot recant anything I've written. I cannot go back because I am captive to the scriptures. I am captive to the word of God. What Luther realized was that he was completely free. He was free in Christ, but he confessed the one thing that he was not free from. That truth of the gospel that set him free. That as Jesus says in our gospel lesson, that if you hold to my teaching, then you are really my disciples, and that truth, it sets you free. And if Luther would have said, okay, fine, I take it all back, then he wouldn't have been free anymore. And friends, it's that same word of God. It's that same teachings of Jesus. It's that same gospel that we are blessed to have today that continues to set us free, that helps us remain free. That truth of the gospel that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, through the work of Christ alone, that truth of the gospel that alone 
sets your heart free from guilt and fear and worry. That alone assures you that you are free from sin and free from the fear of death, from the fear of God. That sets you free from this need to earn God's love, but to know it's already yours. That's the message of the gospel. That's the truth that sets you free. And you know this truth. And Jesus calls for you to cling and hold to this truth because it alone makes you free. You are free. You are really free. You are free indeed. Amen.